Hey guys, this is Sam Hunter. Welcome to the Sam Hunter Podcast, where we discuss all things hunting, trapping, and fishing. So today, you guys, I'm going to be talking about one of my favorite hunting memories. Um, And it's not the typical favorite hunting memory. Um, I think that there's a lot of people who, you know... Obviously, we we talk about, you know, those moments where we got the buck we were after and it was this great hunt and we put all this work and preparation, you know, into getting that buck or into hunting, you know, that animal. But um, there's also those moments where maybe things don't go right. And sometimes some of those moments can stand out. and at least for me, still be, you know, a favorite hunting moment or a favorite hunting memory. For instance, um, one of my favorite hunting moments uh, is the second buck that I got um, this past season. One of my favorite hunting moments is my first deer, which was a spike buck. Um And one of my favorite hunting moments uh, happened this past season other than the second buck that I got that, um, you know, I put a lot of work into trying to get and uh, had some close calls before, you know, and then ended up getting him. Um, And oftentimes those are the moments a lot of us hunters share is like the buck that we were trying to get and we had these close calls and then it almost happened and then finally, you know, it happens. But one of my favorite hunting moments um, happened actually before getting that second buck uh, when I was still trying to fill that second buck tag. Um, and, you know, I was sitting uh, in the ground blind. Um, and, you know, I just remember now this was an evening hunt. And,. You know, I was on my own property, actually at my my home address, and I remember, uh, you know, I don't remember exactly how far into the hunt this was, but I remember hearing all of a sudden out of nowhere, like this scratching to the side of my blind, and I remember being super freaked out like is some crazy person walking over here trying to get in my blind like is there some animal trying to get at me or get into my blind or like what is going on but it was just like this scratching sound and so i were kind of like i was still trying not to move a whole lot but i was starting to kind of look around the blind and think am i completely imagining this right now because i was so focused on getting this buck you know it, like am I imagining this? What's going on? And the scratching continued and then it just stopped and out of nowhere, like this cat just walks right in front of my blind window. Um, like a house cat, like just a, you know, I don't know if it was a a feral cat or, uh, somebody's cat or what, but it just walked right out in front and it, it kind of, in the moment, I may have moved. I don't know. I may have like moved when I first saw it. Um, 
and it kind of looked up and it almost looked as if it was going to jump in my blind. And so I was like, I don't think this thing knows I'm in here because I don't think that some random cat is going to want to enter this blind with me, you know, if it knew someone was in here. Um, so I remember being kind of freaked out because this happened again out of nowhere. And I just, the last thing in the world I expected, I actually was, um, on this hunt, I was hoping the buck that I ended up getting the second buck that I got this past season, also one of my favorite hunting memories. I thought I was, you know, waiting for him to come. So all of a sudden to have this cat, you know, just freaked me out. And, uh, it looked like he was getting down, like he was going to pounce in. And so I just kind of jerked my head to the side said, Hey, and he just ran off. Like looked kind of in shock for a second and just like bolted off. Um, so clearly he didn't know I was in there. Um, but yeah, so that's how the hunt started. Uh, and I remember just thinking like, what on earth? Like, I mean, my adrenaline was going because I didn't know, you know, if I was even hearing a scratching at first. And then I I became more and more sure, okay, there's something, um, and the cat just coming out of nowhere and then about to jump in the blind with me. Like the whole thing just kind of, uh, threw me off, freaked me out, unsettled me and kind of <laughs> took my focus for a second. So after the cat ran off, um, you know, just got back to trying to focus on the hunt, but I kept thinking, I kind of just like laughing to myself in my mind. Like, I can't believe that just happened. Um, never had a house cat, like, or feral cat or whatever it was like walk up while I'm hunting like that. And, you know, not to mention trying to get in the blind with me and scratch it all up and everything. Um, but anyway, so I got back to focusing. I'm just looking out for this buck, the one that I ended up getting later. Um, and I'm kind of looking, uh, the way I had my setup, I'm looking to the left and I'm looking straight in front of me. Um, the way I had everything set up, pretty much deer are going to come through the left or they're going to come straight out in front. Um, and to the right of me, you know, eventually you would get to like the road and like, um, you know, cars go through at a fairly steady pace. And so I just, the last, let's put it this way. The last place in the world I would have thought to have had my focus and attention would be the right side. Um, so I'm looking out and kind of keeping, myself looking to the left and a little bit straight out ahead. Um, and I'm trying to think how much time had passed since the cat went through, it was probably another minimum 30 to 40 minutes, maximum probably hour ish, um, somewhere in 30 minutes to an hour from that time out of nowhere from the right. Uh, I just, I see movement and I look over, um, and this is why, partly why this is one of my favorite hunting memories ever. The biggest buck that I have ever seen in my life in person, obviously on social media, you know, internet, YouTube videos, 
I've looked up a lot of cool deer, some monster bucks. I've seen deer that other people have taken. So I'm not saying it was the biggest buck I've ever seen, period. But the biggest buck I've ever seen with my own eyes that's out in front of me, actually in the wild with me. Yes, this was by far the biggest buck I've ever seen. And I just remember my eyes immediately, right after catching the initial movement and seeing its um, face and, and its eye and uh, well, the, the eye that was facing me, which was the left eye, it was coming in broadside um, directly from the right side. And it totally caught me off guard. Uh, I had my bow kind of like at my feet. I mean, I was holding it, but like it wasn't up ready to go or anything. Um, because the way I had my setup, I really figured, uh, I would have time to see something coming from like out straight ahead or coming from the left. Um, and kind of get my bow up then, but this thing just kind of appeared. And the craziest part about this was this thing had to be eight to 12 Okay, 8 to 12 yards away from me, which also made me terrified to move my bow like too suddenly or whatever and just freak this thing out and it run off, right? Um, I had never seen this buck before that I know of. I went back through like hundreds of photos of different deer and, and different bucks I'd seen on my trail cam and I'm pretty sure, sh- well, yeah, I mean, there's no way because I'll go on to describe why I know this, but I had never seen this buck on my cam, um, never seen this buck in person, just like didn't know this buck was around, period. I'm, I'm sure there's plenty others like that, especially after this experience. But so there he is. He's eight to 12 yards away, super close. And this is where I started to make mistakes. Um, looking back, what I should have done right then, as soon as I saw him, was just start to lift up that bow just to go ahead and do that and maybe even to you know stop him with just a met just stop him and then um shoot the buck right there but everything happens so fast as it always tends to do tends to happen right and he kind of hesitated it's like at the initial, I must have done the slightest little movement when I first saw him because, I mean, he did shock me completely uh, just seeing movement come from that direction. And then not only that, but seeing this is a huge buck. So let me describe the buck for a second here. So after seeing, you know, initially the movement in his eye and the head and everything, I immediately spotted um, an amazing um, double brow tine, just like, beastly looking um double brow tine and an amazing set of antlers like that's saw that immediately okay that contributed greatly to uh just how much i started to shake which i will say like i've i have shaken obviously deer hunting before i shook on my first buck which was my first deer ever um to some degree obviously there's always adrenaline but this was unlike anything I've experienced. Like I was shaking like crazy as soon as I saw this thing. And, um, so it kind of, 
in that moment, like I said, I may have moved just a little bit, uh, just noticing it, uh, slight head movement or whatnot. And this thing kind of hesitated, like it kind of not completely stopped, but like slow down for like just a split millisecond and then just continued walking slowly, like coming out straight in front of me. And, um, what I ended up doing rather than, you know, just stopping it and shooting it, pulling up the bow, being confident, and obviously not just jerking that bow up super fast, but, you know, just taking it up little by little. Um, I feel like there's a certain speed. It, like, I can't fully describe it, but in my head, I know the speed I should have lifted the bow, done the mint, and, and hit it. But instead, I'm thinking to myself, well, there's a corn pile right in front of me okay um there's corn right in front of me and i can just wait he's completely broadside to me he's super close um by the time he gets to the corn you know he may be like 20 to 22 yards maybe more like 20 like 20 20 yards ahead of me um which is fine Although he was at like eight to ten ish or twelve ish or whatever at the time, but I'm like, it's okay. I'm just gonna let him get to the corn. So the deer continues to walk, and I don't move the bow yet. Okay, I'm still frozen. I'm thinking, no, I'm just gonna wait till he gets to the corn. When he's distracted, focused on that, eating it, I'll pull up the bow. Well, something that you know I should have just been prepared for, but I just didn't think it was gonna happen with the way he came in so broadside. You you can't get any more broadside than the way he was. Um, but he literally, as he takes, he's taking his last step to the corn and he just about faces and like he turns, uh, and his butt is in my face. Okay. 20 yards away. And, um, he's eating the corn. I mean, his butt is directly in front of my face, 20 yards away. I've got no good shot at anything except that. Okay. So that's not a shot I was going to take. Um, during this time, okay, I'm freaking out, but I do decide, okay, I can go ahead and get the bow up because he's not looking at me. Um, now when this happens, I'm scooted up pretty close to the blind. Okay. So as I start to lift the bow, as I get it almost all the way up, a little bit, a little bit of it catches on the blind, and it makes a little like shh sound, like just a little like shh or whatever as I'm pulling it up. When that happens, the buck stays completely in position, but he just slightly moves his head to the left, ear cocks back towards me. He kind of looks my way, and I'm frozen. He's chewing. I can still see the whole thing in my head, and. After a couple seconds of that, puts his head back down and goes back to eating. Okay, now I'm shaking like crazy. I get the bow all the way up. It's facing out the window now towards this deer. He's still in an absolutely terrible position for me to shoot. And I remember really starting to freak out. And and, and just all these thoughts started coming to me like, oh, what if this deer, right? Like, what if this deer does not turn what if this deer um 
stays like this the whole time and then just walks straight off into the woods ahead of me where I thought deer were going to come from in the first place or to the left, but um, he might just walk straight out ahead. And then what if I never get a shot on him? So I'm freaking out. Um, but the bow is up. Now, I start, you know, breathing super hard, you know, um, I'm shaking like crazy. Uh, you know, I'm starting to pray at this point, like, you know, please help me to get this buck. Please, please, please help me to get this buck. And in this time, I think just, you know, with breathing so hard and shaking like crazy, I was making a little bit of noise. He turns again. He, his body stays completely still, but just that head turns and he's chewing again. And he's just kind of looking over that ear cocks over at me. It's just kind of like, okay, what's going on? Um, and at this time, I do start to contemplate just minimally. Um, okay, I've got a perfect view of his neck right now. And I could go for a neck shot. He's only 20 yards. And it's a big deer. He's got a big neck, big body, big neck, big antlers, everything, right? But I don't really, never having even taken a neck shot before, I don't really want to risk taking my first one on the biggest deer I've ever seen in my life. Now, looking back, you know, it may have paid off. And it would have been a big payoff, a little bit of a risk, but a big payoff if it worked out. Um, number one, though, I'm going to go ahead and say what I wish I'd done going back is, like I said, just stopped it as soon as it was at that 8 to 12 yard distance right in front of me to my right, though. Um, and just, you know, made the sound, met, hit it, and let that be it. Um, but with that option aside... The next shot might have been a good way to go, but I wasn't going to chance that. So he turns back around, keeps eating. Keep in mind now he's turned around a couple times. So although he, I didn't really see any sign of this, I think he was starting to feel a little bit uneasy. Like, okay, something's a little weird and he's probably thinking I should get out of here, but he looked like he still might be eating for a while uh, when he first turned back around. So I'm just thinking, okay, okay. As soon as he, you know, if he turns, if he goes back the way he came, or if he goes to the left and just gets broadside again for me any which way, if he gets broadside again, be ready to take the shot. I'm still shaking like crazy. Um, and, you know, with no warning, so suddenly, it wasn't like a very gradual thing. Uh, he turns for a third time, okay? Kind of looking over in my direction, uh, and he's just, you know, chewing on corn still, um, I can't remember if the bow, like, hit the tip of the blind again from all the shaking, or just my breathing, or, or what, but something made him turn around again, this is the third time now, um, and as I'm thinking, okay, he's just gonna turn around and keep eating like he did before, I don't know where he just starts to step and move out, um, to the left. And I'm like, okay, okay, he's getting broadside. And it's like, my window isn't huge of where I can, you know, shoot at this point. Um, and here's where I messed up again. I get him 
Um, it, you know, insight, I've got the bow on him. I start to follow him. Okay. And looking back in my head, I can see what happened. I'm following him. Okay. 25 yards, 30 yards, whatever. As he kind of moves out like broadside, but a little bit away from me too. Um, could have been quartering slightly because he's getting farther away from me as he goes left. And, you know, with just a, just a step or two, again, what I should have done, man, stop him, hit him, drop him. But I didn't do this. I keep following him. Okay. Now, once they got to, let's see, it was at 20 yards at, uh, at the corn, 25, I'm really thinking you got to take the shot. And I'm shaking worse than I ever have. Like, I'm shaking like crazy. Probably 30, 32-ish and almost out of sight behind a tree. I realized this is it. Now or never, I'm still shaking like crazy. So I just shoot. And probably the smartest thing to do at that point, in a way, might have just been not to shoot and say, hey, let's just hope next time this goes better. Because I had waited so long at that point and he was about to be behind a tree. Um... And I, you know, I shot, he trotted off, you know, the, uh, the arrow went right over his back. Um, and so I remember like just sitting there and, and it's just one of those moments where you're just in shock. Like what just happened? And that can go both ways. Like I could hit him and I'd probably still be sitting there in shock thinking what the heck just happened. But, um, obviously not hitting him. There was this you know, insane level of just, you know, being upset, being disappointed, especially in myself, because I knew, you know, very quickly, it started like to play back and replay in my mind. And for me to think, wow, I should have stopped him right there when he was at eight to 12. I mean, it shocked me. I was scared to move my bow because he was like, because I was right there in my direction and so close. I just felt like he was going to see me and run off, but I should have lifted that bow up slowly and confidently, stopped him if I had to, um, and probably stopped him either way. Should have done that and, and hit him then. Then I started thinking, you know, and even after that, when he turned, uh, it was a narrow window, but I probably should have gone for the neck. Um, and then third, when he started to move off, instead of just following him and all the, I was shaking like crazy and trying to wait until I wasn't shaking to take the shot, instead of that, I should have just stopped him. And I still probably would have been shaking like crazy, but I might could have obviously steadied myself better with him stopped than with him walking. So three times I made critical mistakes, the biggest one right up front, just that not being ready and just even if I wasn't ready, like doing what I had to do in the moment to make it happen. And I'm just thinking, I cannot believe the deer, like I cannot believe that I just had a monster like that <laughs> eight to 10 yards in front of me, like just utter disbelief, like no way I just had a monster like that eight to 10 yards in front of me. And what if, what if I had just stopped in them, stopped him then, hit him, and been thinking about my plan to go recover this deer now. Instead, I'm sitting here thinking, you know, do I just get up and, and uh, go look for my arrow and just hope for better another time? 
Um, you know, do I like, what do I, you know? So, um, yeah, that, but that is truly, although it was such a disappointment. Um, and I still think about it all the time. And I think about, you know, the two bucks I got this year, I think about getting that second one that was the one I was after for a good bit there in the season. Um, I think about that, but so often this moment comes back to my mind and in a way it's exciting because it's like, well, what if he comes back this year? What if he made it? What if he, um, comes back and I get him this time? I mean, you know, but there's so many times where like, I'm even just falling asleep for the night and like my mind replays, like, I'm just like, you know, falling asleep for the night and boom i can see it. i'm in the blind i see him coming out from the right like so suddenly like it all just comes back to me um so much like a flashback in a movie or something just like all the things all the things then it's like fast forward he's at the corn pile but you know not facing me at all and then where the moments where his neck would turn and I had that little window and then the moments where he walks and I'm shaking, trying to follow him uh, like, and then shooting over his back, like the whole thing just replays and replays and replays. Um, and as much as, you know, it stinks that I didn't get him and it was a frustrating experience. It was also hands down one of the coolest hunting experiences of my life thus far. I mean, it was incredible. Um, and I know this would be so much cooler of a story if I had gotten the buck. Uh, but one, it was an incredible learning experience. Two, you know, just the experience, again, of having that size buck, 8 to 10 to 12 yards I'm going to go with eight, at least in my gut. I feel like he was right about eight when he first came into my sight. Um, and man, when I, when I think about that moment, you know, it's just like, it's unbelievable. It's crazy to me, uh, that a buck that size, that legendary, Amazing double brow tine. Um, I haven't fully described the antlers yet, um, but they were, you know, <laughs> he wasn't the widest buck, um, but, you know, he was a good mature deer and had some decent, decent width. And then they started to go up, you know, pretty nicely. So I would say they were very tall. There was some width. Uh, it's not one of these deer that's like, oh, that's the widest buck I've ever seen. Not at all. But he did have some width there, but it was more like um, the height on his antlers. And that double tine, just, I don't even know if I fully described the body yet. Like, this was a big, big bodied buck. Um, huge. You know, low hanging belly. Um, in my head, obviously, I like to guess that maybe this deer was you know, um, five years old, maybe it was four and a half. I don't know. You know, I could be wrong altogether on the age, but that's just kind of where my gut leads me four and a half, five years old. 
again amazing double brow tine um on the left side and just uh high arcing antlers and just an incredible experience so i just wanted to share you know one of my favorite um hunting experiences of my life and it, again it did happen this past season and then uh you know i think it was it was either days or like a week or two later somewhere in there that i ended up getting my second buck of the season which was an amazing moment and it was a buck that i had been after that that season and had some close encounters with before so it was like this amazing moment kind of sort of a little bit of redemption but obviously wasn't the same buck that this experience happened with uh but i'm sure there's a lot of a lot of uh hunters out there who and you may have uh, a similar situation where you know obviously some of your greatest hunts where you succeeded are those favorite hunting memories of yours but maybe yours too are some of those moments where you failed but where something epic happened right like and for some people i completely understand you may just brush that memory out kick it out and just try not to think about it and maybe for you it's one of your worst hunting memories and experiences um this one in particular for me even though it was a failure uh you know, I believe moments like that, they are still a gift because they can make you better equipped for next time. And if he comes back this year and he's even bigger and then I succeed because maybe he does the same thing and maybe I just pull the bow straight up, stop him and, and pop, then in my mind, how much, like how, how worth it is that completely worth it. Right. And obviously a total learning experience, but um, you know, a lot of us as hunters, we may not like to talk about our failures only like, Oh, I got, you know, this amazing buck and Oh, I got this. And, um, and that's great. And those moments are incredible. And it's, you know, we hunt to succeed, to, to, um, be able to, uh, provide meat for our families and have these cool experiences. Obviously from this memory, there was no meat, right? There was no deer. There was no, you know, deer head or antlers hanging on the water. Remember this hunt by, although believe me, I still obviously remember it and think about it like all the time. But, um, sometimes it's just cool to reflect on and maybe even think back on some of the hunts that we've had, uh, maybe that you've had where things didn't work out, but you had an incredible experience, uh, and maybe it taught you a little something, along the way. So for me guys, that is mine. Um, I'm already looking, uh, forward towards deer season. Although we, you know, um, just kind of here in Georgia came out of Turkey season, uh, a little ways back, but, um, I'm already just so antsy and anxious for deer season as I'm sure a lot of you guys are. Um, but yeah, so that's one that I'll be thinking about, um, all the time leading up into the season. There's some other deer, uh, that are also very incredible that are on my mind. Um, some that I've seen on trail cam, uh, but just haven't seen in person, but I've had them on trail cam and they are monsters like this one. And also this one in particular, the biggest buck by far that I've ever seen, like out in front of me, in front of my own eyes, not on my camera or whatever, or on somebody else's, um, like hunting pictures they posted or, or 
hunting magazines or whatever, the biggest buck I've ever seen was this one. So I'll be thinking about that more. Um, and you know, just looking forward to having more of these experiences. Uh, like I said, I had some positive, great experiences. You know, I tagged out on bucks uh, this past season. I also had that experience and, and other experiences that I've talked about on the podcast from this past season. Um, and from failures in, in other past seasons. So, uh, you know, it's all part of the learning process. It's all part of the hunting experiences, um, the wins and losses, the failures and the successes. But, you know, that's what that's what it's all about. Uh, so hope you guys are having a good time preparing for the coming deer season and whatever kind of hunts and, and tags and things you've gotten. Uh, as you prepare for that, just think over, you know, all the great hunts you've had, think about the successes. And every now and then it might not hurt to think about some of the the failures and, and what you might've learned from that. Thanks for joining us on the Sam Hunter podcast, where we discuss all things hunting, trapping, and fishing. Be sure to tune in next time and we'll see you there.